Welcome to Untold Physio Stories Podcast, your perfect commute resource with physio failures, successes, interesting cases, and more from the physio and rehab world with your host, Drs. Andrew Rothschild and Urson Religioso. If you've had dreams of starting your own side hustle, make sure to check out Curve Health Online. They have an iPad, iPhone, and Android app, and they only take home 7% of whatever it is you charge. Otherwise, it's free for their all-in-one computer vision, exercise library, HIPAA-compliant messaging system, and telehealth platform. Again, check it out at modmt.com slash curve, C-U-R-V, and make sure to tell them Dr. E sent you. Welcome back to Dental Physio Stories Podcast. I'm one of your host, Dr. E, with Modern Manual Therapy, Edge Mobility System, and our four-month online mentoring program, Modern Rehab Mastery. And also don't forget to check out our live course calendar at modmt.com slash calendar. My co-host is Dr. Andrew Rothschild with Modern Patient Education. As uh, you heard from our last episode where I couldn't help but talk about our historic snowstorm again, third, the third snowstorm actually in two months, uh, we probably have like well over 100 inches of no, at this point, um, I've obviously had to treat some low back pain as a result of tons of shoveling. So uh, yesterday I did an emergency visit because I've been off all week uh, between the holidays. And uh, a friend of mine who I've seen um, met pretty much a lot of his family, they are usually, they usually come in shifted. And uh, th- this guy, um, you'll see him actually next for the next couple of weeks on my Instagram, I, I actually posted some of the strategies I use that I'm going to talk about on this podcast. I also forget how tall he is. Uh, when he walked to this time, instead of being shifted, he was actually uh, forward bent. He couldn't stand up straight. Um, I thought he was maybe a little bit taller than me and I am a, uh, you know, a whopping five, seven. So he, he uh, hobbles down into my down the hallway and into my treatment room. I take a history. He basically says that you know he has been shoveling his entire life. He's fifty seven. He he wants to stay active. His wife is basically texting me before the visit, saying like you know tell so and so that he's not allowed to shovel anymore. He's going to tell you that this is from picking up a vacuum yesterday, but it was really from shoveling because he doesn't want to pay for a plow service. So this guy doesn't want to pay for a plow service. He shoveled, and then he ended up like having to borrow his neighbor's bobcat um, to actually get out because, like I said, we had like five feet of snow. Um, and apparently he has a very long driveway. So after hours and hours of shoveling, he did hours and hours of driving this bobcat. And then the day before, he picked up a shovel. He picked up a vacuum at his work, and he had he was un- unable to stand up straight after that. And he was a little bit worse um, this morning. So. When he comes in again, he's forward flex. I uh, take a quick history. He has like five, six out of 10 um, constant back pain. And it worsens when he tries to extend. Um, instead of just immediately trying, you know, I measure his flexion. It's it's not really limited, but it's painful. His extension, obviously, he can almost get to neutral, but it's obviously very painful, very limited. No leg pain. In the past, he's, he's usually had a shift in leg pain. So this, this was a little bit different of a presentation. Um, what McKenzie used to call a, a derangement to um, like the deformity in actual uh, forward bending. And uh, instead of, you know, just trying to hammer away and standing extensions, I just get him. He's 
able to actually lie prone, I start off with a little bit and I do some keeping robes, um, and I just say like, hey, you know, can you even prop up in your elbows? After this, he could his propping up in his elbows looked like he was doing like a plank, you know, like a mm. on knees plank. Yeah, he just could not drop his pelvis, and I tried all kinds of modulation stuff. I tried squeezing his hips. I tried, you know, just you know pinching the area where he felt it. Um, he couldn't do any of that. I. I did a little bit more P to A's, just some gentle lumbar rocking. That got him to maybe drop his hips like a quarter of an inch, but it was no longer painful. Now it was just super stiff. So in, um, I used a strategy that I had my wife do on me after the snowstorm where I stood in like a lunge and she put her hands, she standing behind me in another lunge and she put her hands on my scapula. I just, she just like resisted isometric extension a lot. So that got him to be able to stand upright and to walk upright, but it was still pretty painful and he still wasn't swinging his arms or anything. Um, when I sat him down on the table, he he had a decent amount of painful stiffness, but not a lot of pain with just me trying to move him in and out of lordosis. So I thought, hey, you know what? I'm going to pull out some of my super old school mulligan techniques and do like a spinal mobilization with movement. So I just kind of like scoop up his you know, at the level and above the level, I'm trying to like provide that what Mulligan called like a P to A, it's like a plus attraction as I move him in and out of lordosis and him anywhere. And it actually was more painful. I tried to squeeze the area just to modulate pain. You know, we like you feel the pinch instead of feeling the pain that didn't get him into a lordosis. So what I ended up doing was like kind of getting behind him on the table because this worked, uh, before in the past in July, because I think I even put this on social media because I checked, um, I, would, I had him resist extension in seating because he was able to do that a bit better than standing. Um, He's able, also able to push quite a bit harder. In standing, his lumbar spine felt really weak when, when he should have been quite a bit stronger and have quite a bit more leverage on me because, again, this guy's 6'2", which I always forget until he stands back up again. I like get him like basically straight, whether it's from a shift or from this forward flex position. Um, so after I got him into neutral, got him to be able to do a little bit of lordosis, then I started having him do resisted resistance through the range. So he's like, imagine like pushing me backward from a squat, like I was in a squat position behind a table, kind of squat against the wall to get to get leverage, and then he was able to like push all the way down until he was almost like lying on his back on the table from a seated position. So with that, with that active resistance of me providing like resistance into extension, he was able to um, completely modulate the pain, have no stiffness. And after five reps, he had full lordosis um, after I sat him back up, even though he wasn't actually going into any kind of lordosis. Cause when you see in the video, it just looks like he's hinging in his hip completely, but there's mm. something about, even even going like just activating hip extensors and lumbar extensors that just modulates the pain for him really well so um that ended up working and then I, he was able to use a lumbar roll and his extension maybe went to probably about 25 percent in standing but he had no pain and his gait was completely back to normal and that's when i realized I was like, how tall are you again? He's like 6'2". I was like, Man, I just never realized this until I'm like, every time you walk in, because I just don't see, I usually only see him like one visit and then like, he's just back to deadlifting or working out or 
you know, doing his very physical job because he installs fences. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's how I manage it. Oh, one last thing, actually, I tried to um, I tried to show him too. Like, look, next time you shovel, and he's like, look, every time I every time you're shoveling, I thought about the cup analogy, and I'm like, he's like, there's no way I could extend as much as I as I flex, and I'm like, that's true because I thought the same thing when I was shoveling, but you know, you didn't do what I do, which is lie like prone on my forearms, uh, like propped in a extension position for like an hour after I'm done, you know, with like heat or ice on my back, like whatever you prefer. Um, he, he, so he still couldn't get into that position cause it was a little bit more lordosis than I restored. Um, so what I did is I had him get up into like kind of that plank position and then after about four or five diaphragmatic breaths, I just said, hey, just imagine with every exhale, make every exhale as long and slow as possible. Hold the end of the exhale for two or three seconds. Um, make sure your belly breathing. And just with every exhale, just picture your belly and your stomach just sagging to the table. And he just thought that was a great verbal cue. And after five, five of those, he was completely relaxed and able to handle that position. Nice. Yeah, so that was, that was phase two. And after that, he just felt like he felt like a million bucks. Yeah, I don't have to worry about that, thankfully, anytime soon with uh, snow of death down here. No, no. I mean, there's just no, no, nothing else I think that you would be doing other than digging holes. You know, like there's just you'd have to like do like a thousand kettlebell swings or kettlebell swings for hours or something just to like it just to have the that crazy amount of flexions yeah. that we have gone through recently. <laughs> it's crazy. You've gone through the same amount of flexion cycles in your spine as uh, Stu McGill's pig spine experiments. By now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, it is the pig spine for sure. It's like I'm I'm getting cyclically loaded just to see what is what is the finite amount, as Greg Lehman would say. What is the finite amount of flexion my spine can handle? <laughs> Thank God you are whole people and not just pig spines. Right, right. Also. Uh... Maybe I should just do Jefferson curls at this point, you know? Yeah. Who knows? It's a way of more just like habituation training. Right, right. All right. So where can people find you, Andrew? People can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at a Rothschild PT, and of course our uh, four-month online mentoring course in modern patient education. All right. So if you have any crazy physio stories, big physio failures, or interesting cases, hit up Andrew or I on social media or email the story and we'll just read it and tell it if you want to come on the podcast. Make sure to rate Untold Physio Stories five stars and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, you guys have a great day.